You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's Impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. High School Fan Zone tonight uh, at 7 o'clock on 100.7 the score coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High both in to uh, talk about their final week of uh, football and also uh, basically to talk about their big game uh, this week which will feature themselves uh, playing against each other so that's fun no that's not that's not right that's, that's right. not fun. That's not fun. So that's not right. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> Sorry. Lubbock High. I'm it would so, have been super fun. I'm just so used to the Spurs game and Lubbock High and Monterey playing the last game of the season. But that's uh, Lubbock High plays uh, Ryder and uh, Monterey is in action as they will take on Friday night Amarillo uh, at Lowry Field. Okay. That's a seven o'clock kick. And for. Uh, Lubbock High, they play, uh, they play Friday as well at home. So that, oh, that's, <clears throat> that doesn't seem right. Well, I'm looking at the schedule, you know, usually it's spot on right. And of course it's not. Can't, so there must be an, it must be an afternoon game for one of those schools. I'll, I'll the research. Old four o'clock, eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah. The old four o'clock, eight o'clock. If both of them are playing at Lowry, they cannot obviously play at the same time they can't start at the 50 yard line hey Lubbock High you go you, this way you go this way and Monterey hey you go you go you go this way <laughs> man that would be thrilling <laughs> that would have two games going yeah. on at the same time on the same field yeah that would be that would be amazing wouldn't it um there was actually a game um this past week that featured uh a team going teams going in just one direction uh this was a um a Division Three uh, football game that played with just uh, one goalpost. Um, a groundskeeper, uh, unfortunately for him, ran over one of the goalposts with a tractor. He hit the base of the. wasn't paying attention. I don't know if he was on his phone or not, but he paid. He hit the bottom of the goalpost, and it looked like he just barely hit it. But of course, I'm sure it was a pretty good thud, and the thing just crumpled, and so. Uh, they uh, instead of having to be kind of awkward and after field goals or you know extra points, you know having to go down to the other end of the field because they couldn't get a new goalpost in quickly enough, they all just went the same distance. They all just went the same way, the same, whole game, same direction. Yeah, the same same direction. Direction. Yeah, same yeah. direction. The whole the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, you, you could still return like a scoop and score. Yeah, because you don't need a goalpost for that. No, you do not need a goalpost for mm-hmm. a scoop and score. That's interesting. I don't know how they would have done that, but yeah, you're you're right. It's like no, you got to turn around, and go this way because the goalpost is down here, Charlie. Well, you, yeah, well, you don't need the goalpost for no, that. No, I know, I know. You're just crossing the goal line. But it does. In looking at the video of this thing, the thing that was really cool, the thing that's really cool is they had a checkerboard um, end zone painted, uh, kind of red and white. It's it's not it's kind of zigzaggy, but it's got a nice little neat design for a division three school and the the field looks beautiful so the the caretaker of the field the groundskeeper has done a good job keeping the grass green that's cool you just got to keep your eyes on what you're doing and not hit the goalposts. keep your eyes on the prize joe, joe you know ham hamden sydney uh is where this was in uh, gulliford north carolina gulliford yeah yeah uh do you have a bunch of trick-or-treaters last night come to your house i think we got to 16 16 okay That's, which is like triple of last year so okay so you have you have some treats left over then mm-hmm. okay what did you guys hand out candy okay any particular kind of candy i mean little snickers little okay little, peanut m&m oh, nice. little kit kats little okay. little any uh um, twix crackles in there no no crackles no. okay okay 
Jeff, did you have any uh, trick-or-treaters at your place? Nope. Nope. So you've got candy left over. Nope. Nope. You didn't buy any. Didn't buy any. Okay. Gotcha. If my door's not going to ring, I don't need to have candy in the house because I know what will happen to it. It'll get eaten. It'll get eaten. And I don't, <laughs> I, I don't need help finding food. I'm pretty good at that on my own. Okay. Okay. All right. Now we had, uh, I don't know how many we had because uh, I went out with the boys uh, trick-or-treating, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Grandma told me to make sure that I stayed in the back, that I didn't offer any help, that I just... She wanted me to stay in my lane. So I, I had that in mind. I had a game plan going into the trick-or-treating. Did you follow those directions? I did. Nope. I was I was pretty good about if, that. If we asked the kids, would they agree that you followed those directions? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think really it's the bigger kids that you should ask. You know, daughter number one and my son-in-law. I think, I think I've pretty much stayed in my lane for the most part. As good as I can stay in my lane, I did. Didn't offer any kind of help or suggestions. I pretty much stayed... Knew my role, which sometimes it's, it's good, you know, just, I can't tell you I didn't say anything because that would be lying to you. Cause, and you knew if I said to you, I was just a, basically a wooden Indian, you would be like, no, we, we know better than that. Yeah. We know better than that. Wooden Indians don't talk. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I'm not of that, uh, variety. 621 this morning here on the morning drive. So if you have any interesting, uh, trick or treaters, or if you had tricks more, so then treats. Uh, the smashing of pumpkins on a Monday night I don't think is um, as popular as maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday night. I think people are smarter with their pumpkins now they leave them inside so they don't get smashed. I didn't see any, I didn't see any pumpkin guts uh, on the highways and byways on my way to work this morning. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We left ours out. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they got smashed last night or not. But you guys have... weren't doing a pumpkin. Or just I a, didn't cut. We didn't cut into one. Oh, you just set it out. We just had pumpkins. Pumpkins. De- decorative pumpkins. Decorative pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Here's uh, Coach Joey McGuire. He was asked yesterday, basically, takeaways from the Baylor loss. Move on, but you know the the biggest thing is um, getting beat up front. Um, you know, I thought we did a really good job again with their wide zone. They uh, adjusted, went to their pin and pull. Um, I thought we uh, didn't adjust uh, quick enough in the first half. The second half did a much better job uh, in the run game. Um, you know, but you go back. I mean, for it to be 24-17 and then us, if we come down with the ball in the end zone, 31-24, and again, having five turnovers at that point, I guess it was four turnovers. Says a lot about our guys of how hard they're playing. Um, I felt different whenever I came in here on Saturday night and then watching the film, the last couple of drives of they were still playing hard, um, you know. And uh, I, you just you're not going to win games turning the ball over, you know. No matter if the offense, defense is playing good or they're not playing good, it's still you're not going to win games. Yeah, I mean, we know that, right? Does it feel like to you that he's been more bothered by this game than this loss than any other? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we we kind of all wondered and asked the question, and I think this is totally expected, if that game meant more to him than the others. And, you know because of who he was coaching sure. against sure and where he had been the past five years and and, and so he probably probably i don't want to say he was embarrassed by it but i think it it stung a little bit to have his team kind of lay an egg uh against those guys mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's i think that's fair it's probably human nature too right I also, I, I, again, I think it's totally expected. Yeah, and I don't think it's bad blood that made him want to win that game. Oh no, no, no. I don't think that at all. In, in I, no, I don't. More. No, I do not think that at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it's more just you know pride and you know just those are people that you want to show out for and yeah. you want to be impressed with you and mm-hmm. um and you just weren't impressive. No, there wasn't. You got bullied. You got bullied. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was listening to Tech Talk yesterday afternoon and 
And and Mike Gustafson basically said the same thing that you did in terms of, you know, what what did you do well? And he he brought up Austin McNamara who punted twice. Man, I mean, both you guys, you know, kind of on the same same page there. Mm-hmm. Unless Mike was reading your notes from uh, the morning drive, but I don't I don't think so. Maybe we're just similar people. Yeah, you think you're similar. similar or, people. or maybe we're just like everybody else, and we noticed that really nothing went right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody says this, uh, now, not just that it was Baylor, but it was the only time so far where we were completely trounced generally. And I think I think both of those things, the Baylor factor and then the fact that you were just dominated. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the worst game we played, I would agree. Yeah. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Our secret word of the day is coming up just shortly. But first, on this first day of November, 2022, here's Jeff McGuire. 1924, Boston Bruins officially joined the NHL, becoming the very first United States-based team to enter the league. The Montreal Maroons also joined the NHL on this day, but they would only last until 1938. Their name was Maroons. Yeah, as in the color. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not a good color. 1953. Herb Thomas, driving his own number 92 Hudson Hornet, wraps up the NASCAR Grand National Championship with the 14th place finish in the 100-mile finale at Atlanta's Lakewood Speedway. Thomas is the first repeat champion of the series and the inspiration for Doc in the movie Cars. How about that? So when you're hanging out with your grandkids and watching the movie Cars, you can talk about Herb Thomas winning the championship today. There you go. 1959, future Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown runs for five touchdowns in the Cleveland Browns' 38-31 win over the Baltimore Colts at Memorial Stadium. 1964, uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Lynn Dawson passes for 435 yards and six touchdowns in a 49-39 win over the Broncos at Municipal Stadium. That's a that's a lot of touch. That's a lot of yards for a quarterback in in, in any era. I'm more impressed with the six touchdowns. Yeah, that too. 1966, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax becomes the first three-time winner of the Cy Young Award. He was a unanimous winner for the second straight year and the final year only one award given for pitchers in both major leagues. They maybe decided we need to start giving some of these awards to the American League guys because Koufax keeps winning these things. (laughs) 1994, Chicago Bulls retire basketball superstar Michael Jordan's jersey number 23 in a two-hour ceremony at the United Center. They then would have to bring it back down and then put it back up. I'm sure I still have a VHS tape at home with that recorded on it. Nice. 1998, Steve Young and Jerry Rice hook up for their 80th career touchdown in a 90 uh, in a Niners 36 to 22 loss to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. They eclipsed the previous NFL mark held by a Miami Dolphins tandem Dan Marino and Mark Clayton. 2015 Baseball World Series at uh, Kansas City Royals win their first title since 85, rallying in the ninth and breakaway in the 12th to beat the Mets 7 to 2 in game 5. Salvador Perez was your MVP. 2017, Houston Astros win their first ever title, beating the Dodgers 5-1 to in Game 7 at Dodger Stadium. Astros outfielder George Springer III is your MVP. With it being the first of the month, mm-hmm. we got some monthly duties to take care of here. Okay, I knew you would. National Fun with Fondue, Georgia Pecan, Peanut Butter Lovers, Pepper, Stuffing, Pepper, and Raisin Bread Month. I am a big fan of raisin bread. It's oh, also... There was something in there. Peanut butter? 
Yes, peanut butter. Yeah, I'll take the peanut butter as my first one there. And I don't believe there is such thing as fun with fondue. I'm with Jamie. Uh, it also being the first week of November, it's National Fig Week. Now through the 7th. Do you like the Fig Newton? I like Fig Newtons, yes. I don't know that I've ever actually just had a fig. Jamie, Fig Newtons, plus minus. I can, like, eat one Yeah. and say, hey, that, that was all right. That was, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. But I don't want another one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I eat one, I'm like, yeah, that was good. But I'm not having a strong desire to eat another one. I don't want to eat a whole sleeve. I don't, I don't right. want to eat a second one. Thin mints. <laughs> right. Thin mints, those are a whole sleeve cookie. Sure, sure. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies, those are a whole sleeve cookie. Mm-hmm. Fig Newtons, a couple here and there. Uh, it's National Bison Day and National Pate Day. I'm out on both of those. Uh, bison's pretty deep. It's, it's pretty tasty, especially in a burger form. I just prefer. I, I like the bison's out at Kitty Quay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've never cooked any of them up, but I think they're pretty cool. Happy birthday to Jenny McCarthy, who's fifty, and Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando Valenzuela is sixty-two. And on this day in seventeen sixty-five, in the face of widespread opposition in the American colonies, Parliament enacts the Stamp Act. A taxation measure designed to raise revenue for the British military operations in America, specifically like the French and Indi- uh, Indian War. It did not go over well, and it was what, what led to partially no taxation without representation. And that is this day in sports history. <laughs> All right, time for our secret word of the day here at 651. We're right on target. Uh, your chance to win $10,000 from Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone as we give you a local contest that you can win right here. All you have to do is go to DoubleT97.3.com, enter this word. You could become qualified to have your name drawn out of the hopper on November the 18th. So that is coming up quickly. Seminoles. Seminoles is the name uh, at 645. Go to DoubleT97.3.com and enter Seminoles, S-E-M-I-N-O-L-E-S, Seminoles. Seminoles is the word here at 645. It's brought to you by The Home Zone, making your house a home. We'll give you $10,000. If we draw your name out of the hat, we'll write you a check, shake the right, right hand of on highest, get a picture taken, and then go to your bank. Quickly. 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 <laughs> Go to your bank quickly. Hey, um, here's one last little thing from this day in, in history. On this day in 1947, going to take a wild guess what happened? 70, Somebody cleaned up pumpkins off the street. Probably did. 75 years ago today in 1947. Come on, Jeff, you can get this. Mm-mm. Nope. The very second radio station signed on in this city. You know it as part of 100.7 The oh. Score, which is also heard on AM 950. The call letters then were known as KSEL. And it signed on 75 years ago this morning. How about that? How well, about it? Happy birthday, AM 950. Yeah, there you go. All right. 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, Juan says this. Hey, JL, I figured out yesterday that I work on the same campus as your wife. She is a very nice lady. Juan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree she is. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell her I said hi when you see her. <laughs> I think our schedule today will cross paths for mm-hmm. about an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's about all we'll see of each other. So okay. Juan will probably see her more than I will. She she says that's probably a, and the an truth, hour longer than I need. Well, the truth <laughs> be told, it'll be watching uh, the 15-year-old play basketball, so I really won't be in a talking mood at that point anyways. I'll be, I'll be focused. <laughs> Do you take copious notes uh, so that you can go over the uh, 15-year-old's performance when you're done? I have an app. I keep stats on the okay. app. Yeah. So that's really cool. I can right afterwards send it right to her. Oh, nice. Since anybody else in the family wants to know how she's doing. What uh, mm-hmm. what stats do you keep? Do you keep rebounds? Do you keep... Uh, everything. Everything? I mean, everything. Okay. Shots made, missed. Free throws made, missed. Three-pointers made, missed. Assists, uh-huh. turnovers. 
Rebounds, steals. Man, eye rolls. No, she doesn't nope. do that. <laughs> she doesn't do no <laughs> she eye rolls from uh, her. Missed passes, do you, missed opportunities. You talk about those would be turnovers. Yeah. Oh, those are those are things up in Dad's head that we talk okay. about. I, yeah. There's no app for that. Okay, there's, there's no, no app for Dad's head. Okay, there's no app for Dad's head. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Is this a regular? Is this the start of the regular season then for them? No, one more scrimmage before the okay. regular season starts. Okay. okay. Uh, this from the Eighth Morning Center chat line. Fondue is pretty much queso. What's the difference? Um, I fondue is pretty hoity-toity in my mind. First off, like when it's time to eat, I, I want to eat. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be cooking my food. Like the restaurants where you like, you can purchase a piece of steak or chicken or whatever, and then you stand around a, a grill and Have then you, you all grill that? it. Yes, uh, I was forced to do that once. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, why am I paying you to make me cook my own mood, right? Uh, my own food, right? right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think that's dumb. I also am a little bit grossed out by I'm gonna keep sticking food where other people are sticking their food okay. and all that. I'm a little bit eh, with that. Okay. okay, so and also why why do why am I continuously getting little niblets? Okay, <laughs> could I just get my piece of meat? Okay. Okay, eat one little niblet, then go back and cook another niblet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, mean, I just, I don't get it. And usually with fondue, you got people around. It's a whole lot of talking going on. <laughs> just, I just, it's time. So you, I'm just trying to eat. Do you want to undo the fondue anytime you're around it? Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm going to let you enjoy the fondue. I'm going to go over here and look at my app. <laughs> Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T97.3 FM or on the Double T97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T97.3 and Double T97.3.com. A couple of suggestions for me. If you would get the red zone, you get to watch the best parts of all the games. I don't care for the red zone. Um... I, just, I like watching the game to be able to get the full the full exposure of it. Have you ever had the red zone? No. I bet if you had it, you would end up liking it. No. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a little bit of it. I've never had it either, but I, I just bet you would like it. Uh, this uh, streaming service, you are in control, watch the game you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know how that, I don't necessarily know how that works. I'll get... Maybe I need to get the lucky lady on that. Although, having her help me to be able to watch more football, I don't think is necessarily in her Mm -hmm. DNA. Although, she did suggest last night, hey, do you want to watch the Monday night game? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Mm -hmm. So, watch that after the the trick-or-treating last night. 7.16 this morning here on the morning drive. Some in our our neighborhood did really good jobs of decorating their homes for... uh, for Halloween, had that's the, cool. The fake smoke and uh, mm-hmm. you know some really nicely carved pumpkins and and uh, just ha- Halloween decor. They really got into the spirit of it. So, some did. I mean, it wasn't every house. We we spent about an hour trick or treating last night, so that was it was fun just to walk around the neighborhood. It was a very pleasant evening. It was a very nice weather, so kids didn't have to you know have their costumes covered up by coats or things like that. You know, so that was that was nice. Mm-hmm. So the the youngest he was Spider Man. So he was he was you know he's been in his costume quite a bit. You know we didn't. It's good. Was he climbing up the walls? Uh, to show off any he, of those skills? He, he did not show any of those skills off. Mm-hmm. Though he's he's got some of those skills. You know he's a, he's a bit of a climber right now. So that's that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. He's good. It's a healthy thing for the young boys. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, uh, Texas Tech football. Get a couple things here from uh, Coach McGuire and then get uh, Jamie's thoughts on things. Uh, first of all, um, he talked about what they're going to work on this week specifically. Big thing is, you know, I told him yesterday whenever we when we practice yesterday and we're going through corrections is, you know, we've got to do a better job of taking the ball away on defense. Um, it's partly our fault. Um, if it's going to be that kind of game, then we've got to be more uh, – we've got to take the ball away more, and then we've got to protect the ball. We've got to be smart in what we do, and part of that is play calling, protecting the quarterback, and then them getting the ball out on time. You know, first interception, we were late. You know, if we throw it whenever he's open, then it's probably a touchdown or a big play, you know, down inside the five, and, and we were late with the ball. You know, and one, one thing that uh, I think – 
when you look at teams, especially like last night in the Monday night game, and I realize we're talking about professionals versus you know college players, but I we, we've also seen this in the college game too. There there are some defensive guys that just they they give that extra little last little bit of an effort to strip the ball away or punch the ball out or just the presence of mind as somebody's going by them to stick their arm out just to try to knock the football away. And we just haven't gotten to that level yet defensively. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I think we've talked about this a little bit before where I think part of it's luck and then part of it's just um, making sure that everybody's getting to the ball as much as possible. So when the ball does come out, you have as many people around the ball as, as you know, you possibly can. And then, I think it's the physicality of it, and it's it's something that can be coached a little bit as well. As far as when you're tackling and you've secured that tackle, make you know try to reach an arm in there, mm-hmm. try to try to poke it out. Somebody else has hold of the ball carrier. Mm-hmm. You know, don't come to just pile on. Aim for that football. And sure, all those kind of things. So I mean, it's yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to act like it's all luck. Mm-hmm. And so it is probably something that needs to be coached. That's not to say that I didn't think the Last coaching staff, it, it, you know, was wanting the same thing. Right? Sure, I think I, I mean, think they I think all every do. coach in, in yeah. America mm-hmm. comes to a new program and is like, "We're going to force turnovers. That's what we're going to do." Okay, and I mean that's what everybody wants to do, right? Yeah, I but just, it's just a whole different deal than just saying you we're going to do it. I just think that, and part of this is because you know the television cameras are better and the angles are better in all all of these games, but it just seems like. A lot of these turnovers are are created because the defensive player either A, is able to come in and assist because somebody else has the ball carrier or the receiver wrapped up, or or B, just always has it in their mind that no matter who has the ball, they're going to try to take it from them. And I just think there is a an extra effort, a, a sixth sense, uh, a, just a extra emphasis in that individual mind that says, I'm going to have a little pirate mentality here. You have it. I'm going to take it from you. And I, again, I'm not saying our guys don't have it. I'm just saying what I've seen, you know, the more that you emphasize turnovers, then the more that you see, like in the, in the Monday night game last night, there's just, there were a couple of them that were created just because the defensive player had the presence of mind either to strip the ball as the guy was going by or try to knock it out or just try to dislodge it. And, and obviously the running backs and the receivers or the quarterbacks are doing all they can to either switch hands or put two hands on it or, you know, try to keep it as close to their body as they can. Just seems like that that it's 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 close, but it's not quite there yet. But population is what Coach DeRuder always talks about, you know, getting more population around the ball so that when it does squirt loose that you have more of your guys around than than the others. So Coach McGuire was asked, Well, how do you fix the turning the ball over situation? But the biggest thing is like why is it happening? Um, and so you got to do a lot of film study and, you know, you've got to, the guys have got to be willing to, to make sure they're taking the time coming in one-on-one, um, especially at the quarterback position. And so, so why did this happen? Why were you late? What did you see on this ball? Um, you know, some of that stuff like that. I mean, uh, and then there's sometimes that you are on time, but they've called a really good defense into it and they are sitting on a play and, you know, bad things happen. But a lot of it's just film study, you know, and getting the ball out on time um, is one of the biggest things. Because, I mean, I have to go back. I can't think off the top of my head, but I have to go back um, of each one. You know, should the ball have gone there? Uh, was that your second? What happened? Why didn't you go to your first look? Um, there was a couple like that, you know, a couple of guys that are open, and that's your first look. Throw it to them, you know. And it did seem, going back to part of what you said yesterday um, and what you said already this morning about Morton appearing to be either puzzled or just, you know, just, you know, um, just couldn't dissect the the Baylor defense. I think they just showed him things that he wasn't ready for. Yeah, and so he was delayed, right? Mm -hmm. Because you could see that. You could see that. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you're hesitating. And when when you're hesitating... Um, because you're unsure, then that gives the defense even a little bit more time to either, you know, put pressure on you, sack you, 
get a man in position downfield, uh, anticipate where the ball's going to go, jump the route, all those, all those, all those types of things. So. And, and wasn't that one of the things that we talked about that we loved about Barron through the first two games? Mm-hmm. How quick he made his decisions, and it looked like he was, you know, had things figured out and made whether it was he's going to throw the ball uh, or whether it was going to be he was going to tuck it and run. Or even in the last game compared to Oklahoma State, where he made decisions to say, okay, I got to get rid of this ball and just throw it away yeah. so I don't take a sack. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he was not the same guy this past week. And and again, I don't think he changed. I think the defense of Baylor just confused him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's and, and that's and that's fair because and I mean, he's, he's only a, got a handful of starts, right? Uh, no, no, he, he had two starts. That, that's not a handful. <laughs> Not quite a handful. Okay? No, not quite a not quite a handful. Yeah, so so there you go. I mean, you yeah. you have a veteran defense whose job it is to confuse the quarterback. You've got a it. young quarterback, and and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line: the problem with that Chuck is you you can miss a tackle trying to go for the ball. True, the tackle itself is still the priority. Yeah, I, I understand that, and, and you're and and that's a that's a really good point. You don't want to. You know, be in a situation where, okay, well, he's going for the ball, but he's not tackling. Then we're going to complain about that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if he had just tackled the ball, tackled him instead of tackling the ball, he I would agree. have run for 75 yards. You know, yeah, that's, that's would, a really good point. I would much prefer them focusing on tackling, period. I do feel like that you've tackled better the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know that you feel that after last week, though. No, they, they, yeah. they were... Uh, downfield pretty far before you finally got to him well i just uh, felt like there were a lot of broken tackles mm-hmm. yeah 725 you got a question for me yep okay that's next here this morning on a morning drive <laughs> yep every morning he's got a question he's got a question for himself and he's got a question for me and you and jeff that's all coming up here next on the morning drive on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 your morning blend of sports k-state is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Chuck Jeff and our fine listening audience. My question for you today involves the Red Raider quarterback position. Mm -hmm. Jeff rolls his eyes. (laughs) Do you wish or would you like for Coach McGuire... And you can tell me I'm completely crazy here. Okay. Because I don't know what my opinion is. Do you think Coach McGuire should just come out and say, quarterback A is our quarterback for the rest of the season. He is our guy. We're rolling with him. Obviously, unless there are major struggles along the way and we need to go. But the plan at this point is to start quarterback A the rest of the year. To kind of give him vote of confidence. There's a large part of me that says, yes, that's what I would like to do. Um, but then there's also a part of me that says, okay, well, you got to win two more ball games. How, you know, and if you, if, you, if you say that, come hell or high water, quarterback A is our quarterback. But what if you, what if you, get, what if you get stuck or just it's not going and you feel like, okay, we got these other two guys that are on the bench here. Maybe we need a little energy. Maybe we need a little change of scenery here for a series or two and let's say somebody somebody gets hot um he 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 came out and basically said without saying it yesterday that baron morton was going to take the the snaps to start uh, practice today and that whoever took practice today the first one to step out on the field would be the one that would start on saturday but he did not go he's not made a commitment to anything past that um, so I've meandered all the way around here. I'm going to say, yes, I would like to see that. Just from a continuity standpoint and a confidence standpoint for your, your quarterback so he's not thinking in the back of his head, 
Hey, am, am, I, am I about to get pulled here? Uh, my eye roll is more in relation to the general question than your specific version of it, Jamie, because actions speak louder than words. When Tyler Shuck didn't start the second half, he said that. Mm. Baron Morton's your starting quarterback for the remainder of the season unless things go completely sideways in a game and then we'll reevaluate. I don't care what he says. I just like I'm tired of the question. I'm tired of people needing to know the answer to this question. <laughs> Very similar to the previous head coach when asked about injuries. Let me give you the answer for that coach. Every player in the history of Texas Tech sports that still has eligibility left is day to day. The answer didn't change. Can we please move on to the next question and stop trying to figure out a way to get a question answered that you're not going to get the answer to? I, I was across Actions the, speak louder than words. I was across the aisle yesterday when Jeff was in his usual spot and I was in my usual spot opposite of each other. Uh, and when the question was asked about Tyler Shuck yesterday, I just, I just kind of... I was like, oh, my God. I can hear his eyes rolling. <laughs> Jeff is assuming we want the question answered for the fans. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not wanting the question answered for the fans. I'm wanting the question ordered or answered for the quarterback. Okay? Um, I think there's something to be said for a guy knowing I'm the guy. Mm -hmm. and a guy knowing that the coaching staff and everybody around him is in support of him and that we're moving forward. And, I mean, you've talked about this in preseason where you're like, hey, a team, you got to tell the team. The team's got to know. We mm -hmm. got to know who it is, um, blah, 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 blah. And I've kind of, you know, said, eh, they figure it out. They know. They get it, right? Mm -hmm. If you are spending all of this time trying to make everybody happy with things that you're saying to the media and you're not coming in support of one guy, okay, who we all think, the three of us, I believe, think should be Baron Morton, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you not so showing the support for him that you should be? Instead, you're trying to please everybody. Somebody asked me a question yesterday or said something to me yesterday, and I didn't really, I hadn't really thought about it much, but... The question was asked to me, well, what if Tyler did start a game the rest of the year or did give you the give you the idea that it's a it's a wide open job for next year with Baron Morton and Tyler Shuck? Because Tyler has another year of eligibility. Mm -hmm. Right? What if it was thought that that's a wide open job? Okay, and maybe it will be. I mean, that's, you would assume that's what our, our, our coaches are going to tell us. And what if Baron Morton's like, you know what, there are lots of places where I can go and be the starter. How would you feel about that? I wouldn't like that. Because we've all said Baron's the future. Mm -hmm. Baron's the future. I feel like we're spending a lot of time trying to make all three guys feel good and we've not, and maybe we haven't focused enough on making the real dude feel good. Yeah, and and somebody brings this up, and I, I and I wonder I wonder if this hasn't been done behind closed doors. They say, do we know if the question is not answered for the quarterback? I mean, have they said this behind the scenes? Hey, Barron's our guy here. I, I mean, that that's a fair question. I don't I don't know the I yeah, don't know the I don't, answer. And to I that. don't know the answer to that question. Um, so you tell Baron, hey, you're the guy, we're with you, but we're going to tell the media something completely different every would, week. Wouldn't be the first time that's happened. You know? No, I know, I know, but that's, yeah. what, that's what you're saying to Baron? I mean, doesn't he want that support? Publicly? I, yeah, you would think. It'd only, it'd only be human nature, right? Right. One thing he... I, I really feel like, though, the answers with regards to the quarterback situation from the coaching staff are more of a sleight of hand gimmick right now because we keep asking about it as opposed to asking about how they're going to fix the offensive line as opposed to ask, asking how we're going to look at um, well, they, the other problem. Well, they talk about how they're going to fix the offensive line a little bit. You can't, it took six sacks. You can't fix it. <laughs> no, you can't. you, you got to recruit but, better. It can't, can't be, it, it can't be fixed. And I disagree with you, but it's the 
everybody pay attention to the quarterback because it's the bright, shiny object as opposed to other problems that we've got on the field because we keep having to talk about the quarterback because we're not picking a quarterback. And, oh, my God, it's a quarterback and a quarterback, 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 quarterback. <laughs> Man. He's a little irritated by all this, isn't he? I walked in this morning. I walked by his booth. I said, morning, Jeff. And I got like five steps past before I heard anything. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be those day, one of those days. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, with the eye roll, I've, I've, I've struck a nerve. I've yeah. struck a nerve. I apologize, Jeff. You should have told me that you, you were so angered about the it, quarterback talk. It's oh, he's. I'm frustrated because we have the answer. When Tyler Shuck didn't start the second half of that game, when we were all probably looking for it, this would be the time to make the change. Baron yeah, Morton really, still went out there. I really thought we were going to see that in the start of the third and then, quarter. And I would have been okay with it, too. And it, the second drive mm -hmm. and the third drive, when you didn't see a new quarterback, the, we know who the starting quarterback is. But we have to keep asking because the coach hasn't said it. The coach has said it with his actions, by his decision-making. This is your starting quarterback. Let's get behind him. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this texter Kobe on, on the Eight Swing Center chat line says Tyler hasn't played amazing. I don't think he's the answer. Why, why change losing Baron or or, or chance? Maybe is what he meant to yeah. say there. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I, I mean, at some point you've got to pick a guy, and and you've got to roll with him. And again, I, I worry that we've we're working so hard to make all three guys feel loved that we're not making the real guy you know that he feels like he that he has that support of of the coaching staff <clears throat> this uh, from the Yates flooring center chat line i'm with jeff here team jeff with uh -huh. three exclamation points mm -hmm. there's two of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because keep in you, mind it's a very small team because you got this one earlier that yeah. somebody said uh, jeff is trying to take jamie's jerk title away from him <laughs> Man, that's gonna be difficult to take away. One thing, Brian. Brian, I think nailed it. Sounds like you're telling one girl that she's your girlfriend and telling everyone else you're still available. Mm -hmm. One thing he did say though that when it was, you know, thirty-one to seventeen, and they put Chuck in, he said he wanted to see where he was at in live situations. It wasn't like and threw a pick six and threw a pick six, but it wasn't like what we talked about yesterday. It's like. Hey, we're only down 14 here. There's four minutes left. He wanted to see where he was. And that's what he said. I know that. Yeah. That's... Well, the, if that's true, I have less faith in him because that was not the time to figure out where Tyler was. Okay. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Live, good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 studio. I, uh, I was running just about three minutes late for work this morning on my usual time that I would leave my house. Man, traffic was crazy this morning. At five thirty, I mean, there was whole other one car on the road. There no, no, there was a line of cars at the uh, uh, at the stoplight there at Quaker in the Loop, and I was like, okay, I had to get in the right hand lane. Then the guy in front of me was slow, and then there were people behind. I mean, it was I mean, it was it wasn't bumper to bumper or anything like that, but I mean, there was maneuvering that took place. Okay, bumper to bumper. There was was it? I mean, it was, but I mean, there was like a line of cars. All right. There's a line of cars there. I mean, it's like, wow. This I is... imagine it was uh, the delay from this morning on my way in. I'm not sure there was another car on the road. Okay. Either direction on my way in this morning. Okay. Well, I mean. The, the first vehicle I saw was a semi getting under the Marsha Sharp next Avenue Q. <laughs> that was that was the first other vehicle I saw well, this there, morning. There was just, uh, it was just heavier traffic this morning. So 
Sorry. Maybe people getting there early and getting after it, or either that, or it was people coming home from the Halloween parties. But I, I don't think there were that many on a Monday night. I wouldn't guess. Yeah, I wouldn't guess some people mm -hmm. tying one on on a Monday night. You know, having a tying <laughs> one on on a Monday night. Oh, there was a time. <laughs> you know, but any day that ended in Y, we were good. <laughs> We did didn't that, need a reason where just did to that place. term come from. What tying one on? Mm -hmm. ah, I don't know, but I mean, I mean that's it's pretty common. Oh, I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah. tying yeah. one on. Gonna tie one on tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where that came from. I, I do not know. Mm -hmm. uh, no cowboys. Sometimes the you, the origins of things like that are decently entertaining. Yeah. Like, well, the first time it was because of the King of England. Sure. You right. know he he used to. Tell his court jester to, you know, tie beer cans to his necklace or something. I don't know. It's so funny you bring up the, <laughs> the, the King of England because I was reading something. I stumbled on something this morning and then I kind of it started reading and then it looked like it was going to be a longer read than what I wanted it to be. But it was talking about. Did the, it have pictures? <laughs> it, there, I think there were a couple of pictures, but I mean, it was just a little <laughs> bit longer than I wanted it. And, and I, I will guarantee you. When I, when I tell you this, Jeff will be able to expand on it, okay? So it was talking about the reason why the width of the railroad uh, rails are what they are and why they're not wider. And it goes back to England, and then it goes back to the, the making of, of, of wagons, and the support of the axle would only go that far across before they would break. And so when they... The same company that made the wagons was making the railroad tracks, and then it just it stayed that same width. Have you heard this before, Jeff? Yes. See, I, <laughs> I told you. I told you he would know. Um, and <laughs> oddly enough, in the U.S., going back to the Civil War, the reason that the train tracks are the the same length in the U.S. because the southern states had a different gauge than the northern states did uh, when the Northern states were pushing forward. They were redoing the gauges mm -hmm. so that it matched their trains. See, I told you he would know this. That's, that's uh, awesome. And then it became the universal standard for the U.S. It, and not every country follows the same tracks. Most of them do, but there's some that are outliers. I think Russia is a little wider. The more you know. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed with both of you. Okay. I am. See, this is the kind of walking around knowledge that I don't carry. I know, but this is the kind of tidbitty stuff that we look for to be able mm -hmm. to have extended conversations with folks or to be able to say, hey, did you know? Or if somebody says, did you know this? Then Jeff can chime right in and, and, and add and add to add some depth to it. Okay, and listen, look at this one off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. It is thought that its original date, origin, and this is back to tying one on, that its origin dates back to the Wild West in the 1800s where a cowboy would have to tie up his horse to a hitching post before he could go into the saloon and get slobber knockered. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'm going to go, I got to tie him on. I got to tie one on. Yeah. Tie on my horse. Okay. All right. Uh, no uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, this week. They are, um, they're idle, right? And they're, they've got their bye week. And I got to tell you, I think this team is better than we thought thought it was going to be and it's it's because of the defense but i mean if you'd have told me yeah coming at this offense though pretty pretty well clicking no doubt Sunday, yeah it did points. right yeah yeah i mean Dak Dak looked really good early okay and you know the four straight possessions that they scored on but i mean you know you go back to week one when they lost to tampa bay 19 to 3 Boy, Tampa looks like a completely different team, right? They look, they look old. They look slow. They look lost. And the Cowboys feel like that they're kind of gaining some momentum. I mean, they they win a ball game forty nine to twenty nine without Zeke. Not that Zeke has been all that and everything, but I think he's been better this year. Mm -hmm. And you know, coming up, your next game is at Green Bay, and you got a bye week, and and Green Bay is has not been good. Really. Reeling. I I agree with everything you're saying. I I think the defense has really over or performed better than I thought they were, and that's been fun to see. 
Uh, I think the offense with Dak back, we'll see them be a little bit better than they have been. I thought Rush did a great job just kind of steering it in the right direction. I think this this team definitely has a chance to be better than I thought as far as their record goes. And I'm going to tell you all that, and yes, there is a but. Of their wins this year, how many of those teams do you think are going to make the playoffs? I think the Giants will make the playoffs. The Rams will make the playoffs. Morning drive. Philadelphia will make the playoffs, but you lost to them. So, um, one, two. You think the Rams are going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think eventually they'll make the playoffs. Eventually? (laughs) They're not going to make it today? (laughs) No, not today. I think think at the end of the day they'll make it. Yeah, I have questions about the Rams. I think the Giants probably are a playoff team. And and Philly's a playoff team. But you lost to them. Right, you lost to them. Mm -hmm. So, so so far, one, two, maybe three. Three? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Cincinnati, the Giants, and the Rams. Yeah, I, I I don't know about Cincinnati. I mean, they got they got work to do. Yeah. Uh, did you see that game last night? I did. Yeah. yeah. They got work. Like I said, they got work to do. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I'm going to go what, with one and a half. What you're saying is fair, but then but then look at the second half of the season, so to speak. That, that's fine. They're they're. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, and uh, and and uh, and I think they're a better team than I thought, and. And so maybe that, and, and to me, the NFC is a little bit weaker this year mm-hmm. than it has been in years mm-hmm. past. Uh, that being said, you have three teams that I think are pretty good in the in the East with the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants. So it's not like they have like a complete Patsy schedule. Right. Right? No, no. Right? But I mean, there's not a lot there in the second half that scares me. Minnesota's a good team. Sure. Obviously, you got to play New York again. Uh, and you got to play Philadelphia again. And that's, I mean, Tennessee, that's decent. Tennessee's probably a playoff team. I think you have the potential to have a, a very shiny little record there, Chuck. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of are you good enough to beat the best teams in the NFC when it comes to the postseason. I, I, I think the odds of you getting to the second round a lot higher than I would have thought of before the season started. Uh, I just still don't think they're an elite NFC team yet. But I, I've, I've been impressed so far. It's hard not to be. Well, I'll just especially say especially when you lost your quarterback yeah, and you really didn't right. and you and you really didn't miss a beat. And and really last week I think I think he looked like he he looked like um a much better quarterback. It looked like the guy you started the season with as opposed to the week before and he was just rusty and getting back. But I do feel like they can get to the second round, maybe even maybe even a little bit beyond that. Maybe might be able to win two games. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.